Promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by Citizens Bank and the General Building Contractors Association. This is Growing Greater Philadelphia, bringing you the stories of economic growth, job creation, and business success from across the 11-county community of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. Now, here's Matt Cabry. Welcome to Growing Greater Philadelphia. You know, stories of growth are happening all across our 11-county neighborhood and with global companies who call the region home as well as with small and mid-sized companies, too. And joining us today, Dan Loney, business radio host and WPHT team member. Welcome, Dan. Matt, as always, great to talk to you and great to be here talking about impact. You know, because when you think impact these days, a lot of people think grand scale. They want to talk about the environment or they want to talk about the world in general. And you know, what we discovered is that that impact can actually take many different shapes and forms. And one of the most important ways a business can have impact is with the individuals in the community it serves. The relationship with my mentor pushed me to strive for more and to work towards something bigger. You may already be familiar with Deloitte as one of the largest and most successful professional services firms in greater Philadelphia, the country, and the world. They provide audit, tax consulting and advisory services to many of the world's most admired brands, including 85% of the Fortune 500 companies. Today, we take a look at a different side of the Deloitte team, the story of how they decided to invest in the brightest minds of the future. And we were fortunate enough to catch up with a Deloitte Academy mentor and mentee. Here's Deloitte's Reese Blair about how this special program got its start. So Deloitte Academy uh, was a program that the firm decided to launch about 10 years ago, uh, a little over 10 years ago, to really address uh, the high school dropout crisis that we were seeing, right? And, and we wanted to do something that ideally would be repeatable, would be scalable, and ultimately sustainable if we were to transfer the blueprint to another company and have them replicate uh, what we were able to accomplish there in, in Deloitte. Um, and, and what it is, is it's a program where you're creating a mentorship uh, relationship, right, with uh, professionals at the firm and students students who are in high school and, you know, one Friday a month, they're coming in, they're having an opportunity to uh, get out of their respective environments, really push the reset button, see things that maybe they might not have been exposed to. We've actually had conversations with students who, you know, they, they've never been outside of their respective neighborhoods and coming into the city has actually broadened their perspective and made them look at uh, their world completely differently. And so, uh, you know, creating that opportunity, creating a situation where, you know, one professional, one mentee, uh, uh, they're getting together, they're building a, a dynamic relationship that's evolving over time and really helping them envision for themselves what would it be like for me to graduate from high school and ultimately go on to college and be a part of the workforce uh, of tomorrow. When you talk with other companies, uh, what would you tell them about embracing a program like Deloitte Academy? Sure. I would say, honestly, that relationships are the currency of the future. Right? And, and what we're doing is we are investing in that currency with, with Deloitte Academy. Um, and what we see is an opportunity to really influence and make a significant, profound impact on moving the needle with addressing some of the challenges that we face as a, as a region around developing the workforce of tomorrow. Right? But it starts one relationship at a time. Right? And so what I would say to these companies are, you know, don't talk about it. Get involved. 
right? Figure out how you can get connected to some of the folks that are plugged into this program that have created the blueprint, if you will. I mean, we this is literally something that, again, one of the things that we thought about when we launched it was how can we make this repeatable? How can we make this scalable? So if you're a, a small startup or if you're a large multi-billion dollar company, you know, this can be scaled to your organization. And, and again, the stickiness comes from it not being a one and done, you know, you show up and, and again, I would not take anything away from those programs. They, they're very meaningful. They, they make an impact. You certainly can inspire a student to, you know, now that they've seen this individual, that could transform their lives, that one-time impact. But what we've seen time and time and time again, uh, just through over the, the, the decade plus that we've seen this program, is that the relationships are formed over time, right? It's like a good meal. You can't just stick it in the microwave and push a button. If you want if you got that really good meal, you have to put some love and care and, and, and give it some time to, to really you know set it and let those ingredients come together. And, and so uh, we, we've really created a, a program that is that is life-changing. The, the, the stickiness, as I like to call it, that you know even after the program is done, people are still, it's a part of who they are now. It's a part of you know, now that they've seen better, now that they've been exposed to better on a sustained basis, that's all they can think about now. And it's, and it's just they, they can't go back to sort of the, the regular, you know, day in, day out uh, experience that they had previously. They want more for themselves now. And so that comes by, by doing it over time. One of those people whose life was transformed by this unique program and whose voice we heard a little earlier is Abel Jose Perez. He explains how mentorship shaped his life personally and professionally. So I grew up here in Philadelphia, went to school in Kensington International Business High School. And going into high school, I didn't really think about going to college because my mentality wasn't there. You know, I didn't see it in my family. My family members, none of them went to college. Just a few graduated high school and I didn't really see myself going to college. So I I had this vision of myself going and becoming a boxer and being a world champion one day. But that all changed once I graduated high school. I started to see how life really is. I started to see how difficult um, situations can get and how I needed to set myself up for my future. So little by little, through my relationship with Deloitte and understanding how life really is and preparing for the future, um, I decided to go to college. So, Reese, uh, you know what's unique about Deloitte Academy is, um, you know, the ability for others to actually replicate this. And when I say others, I don't mean just within the Deloitte network. Right. Uh, but I'll be curious to know the baton that we were talking about yeah. earlier. Has yeah. that baton been handed off to others within Deloitte? And uh, if so, how has that been working over the past decade or so? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if you think about it, like I said, the program has been around for, for longer than 10 years. So there's absolutely been a baton as we've worked through transitions. Transitions, people moving on from the firm, coming into the firm. There's absolutely been uh, this notion of people buying into it, um, and it's really through the art of storytelling, right? When when you come in and you hear the story of Abel and the folks like Abel who were able to benefit from this program and the impact that it made actually on the mentors. Again, it shouldn't be lost that by coaching, by mentoring, by pouring into someone, you actually develop as well, right? And there's something that you gain as a part of that because as you teach, you also you learn it twice, essentially, right? And and so one of the things that I think was extremely powerful and, and I've seen just throughout the course of the past decade plus is just this notion of, of folks coming together, you know, buying into the mission of the program, seeing the transformation, the, the absolutely amazing life changing transformation that happens as a result of this program. And the fact that, you know, we don't have to, you know, 
dangle carrots. We don't have to twist arms. We don't have to do anything. There, there are people who absolutely in droves come and sign up for this because uh, they see the impact and, and, they, and they truly benefit themselves. Reese Blair shares more detail during our full interview, which is podcast now online. But imagine that you're a high school student from a working class urban neighborhood and you have this unique opportunity to participate in a mentoring program. That neighborhood is in North Philadelphia. It's known as Kensington. And the mentor program is in one of Center City Philadelphia's skyscraper buildings, way up on the 26th floor in a sleek, polished office. And while only a few miles separate the Kensington neighborhood from 17th and Market Streets, it might as well be halfway around the globe. It offers an unknown world of opportunity. We had a chance to pay a visit to the Deloitte Academy Workshop, and here, Abel explains how a program like this can be so much more than just getting out of class early. At first, it was just a place to go to so I wouldn't have to do my studies in school. And all I wanted was pizza and to get out of school. But then afterwards, I would say probably after a few months, um, my mentality started to change. I started to see the impact and the dedication that Deloitte had towards us, students. And me coming from Philadelphia, coming from a rough neighborhood, I started to see these people here at Deloitte, they believe in me. They see something in me that I don't even see in myself. And although I probably thought in my mind that I wasn't going to get anywhere or I wasn't going to I wasn't going to go to college or work in a large firm as Deloitte. Deloitte made it seem real for me, and I believed in that, and I continue to work towards that. What's happening at Deloitte Academy is amazing and transformative, and there's so much more to our conversation. You can actually feel the bond that's been created between Reese and Abel. So be sure to tune in to the full interview, 1210wphd.com slash select. And coming up, one executive at Clemens Construction Company describes how they elevated their brand to a household name here in the region. With a gross regional product of $420 billion, Greater Philadelphia is in the top three among all metropolitan areas of the northeastern United States. To learn more about the regional economy, visit selectgreaterphl.com. This is a citizen's perspective on planning for retirement, also known as the five stages of grief. Presented by me, Tony Goes, Premier Relationship Manager at Citizens Bank. When it comes to helping my clients, like Dave here, plan for retirement, I get this a lot. First comes denial. Not worried. Definitely not worried. I've got plenty of time and money. Then anger. What was I thinking? Why didn't I start saving more years ago? Then fear. What am I going to do now? This is bad, right? Right? Then comes bargaining. Okay, how about this? Here's an idea. What if I start saving more next year? Then finally, acceptance. Maybe we should get started. I can help take the grief out of planning for retirement. Ask me, Tony Goes, how a Citizens Retirement Checkup can help you reach your potential. Citizens Bank is a brand name of Citizens Bank NA and Citizens Bank of Pennsylvania, member FDIC. Citizens Bank Wealth Management is comprised of both bank and brokerage affiliated companies. 
Development projects are revitalizing the future of Greater Philadelphia's neighborhoods, towns, and cities. And you can learn more when you join the select Greater Philadelphia team at their annual program, Breaking Ground, Projects Transforming Greater Philadelphia. This dynamic gathering offers an exclusive look at projects across Delaware, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania that will flourish well after the ribbons have been cut. Join them Thursday, May 31st, 2018 from 8 to 10.30 a.m. at Rowan University in Glassboro. Register today at Select Greater P. Liberty Property Trust is a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia Council, redefining Greater Philadelphia's landscape for 40 years. Liberty Property Trust is a national leader in high-performance, sustainable, industrial, and office properties. To learn more about how Liberty can help your business accomplish more, visit libertyproperty.com. This is Growing Greater Philadelphia. From the city to the suburbs, stories about how our region is thriving and transforming. You know, Matt, one of the great things about being in the Philadelphia region right now is all the new construction that's going on. In fact, it would probably be a little tough right now to imagine the Philadelphia skyline without construction cranes. (laughs) That's right, Dan. I mean, it's booming. Everywhere you turn, there's a crane and there's something new going up on every corner. You know, one of the companies that has found a way to really stand out is Clemens Construction. And we had a chance to speak with Paul Horning. He's the vice president of their pre-construction unit. And he explains for us how it all began for the Clemens team. Clemens has been in business for 38 years. It started by Jim Clemens as a carpentry company. So Steve Poppert owns it and runs it now. And Steve got in and if we were founded, I think in 79, maybe in 1990, Steve got in and we started expanding the kind of work we're doing. We were doing a lot of tenant fit out work through the 90s and and 80s and in the 2000s as we got into 2000s we started doing more apartments so we've expanded and done in 15 years over 3,000 apartments you know renovated sometimes we'll renovate a building two or three times you know come back in 10 years and we'll do it again so that right now we're probably putting in place about 200 and $80 $80 million in work in this year and probably bottomed out in 2008 at 25 or $22 million, you know, and 18 employees and now we're 50. So we tend to be kind of hands-on builders. We're, we're, we don't pride ourselves in being, no offense to paper pushers, but we're not, you know, pure construction managers. We like to be builders. So we've got 270 carpenters on our payroll right now. How about the culture? Uh, what makes Clemens unique and, and kind of different uh, compared to other organizations that do similar kinds of work? You know, we started as a small company, and we've kind of always had the work ethic and direction to be creative and help people and, you know, solve problems. You know, we're, we're a small company doing big projects right now, so we're very, you know, you, you get the big boss, you know, coming to owners' meetings and things like that. A lot of the other regionals and national and international companies, you don't get the levels of management, dirt, you know, oversight you do on a Clemens job. So we're kind of, a, we're a very creative company, very, fairly young staff, very, you know, we have a lot, we actually have fun in this business. I was talking about our drone use. We kind of use our drone to promote things when we're topping off or use it for investigation or put music to our videos and put them on our YouTube channel. So yeah, we have, we have fun in the business, and we do a good job, and everybody's happy, and they keep using us. 
And in that spirit, and it could be a recent job or it could be one over your, your decade of, uh, of uh, engagement with the Clemens team, is there a, a project or two that stands out for you as one that you're really proud of or that causes you and the team to say, wow, that was a really special opportunity we had to work on that particular project? Well, we're doing a lot of newer big things right now, but sometimes it's the small ones that catch your eye. We're doing some renovations at 15 South 11th Street, so that it's a small five-story office building that we just did that houses the yard, which is a co-working space, and just restored the facade and restored all the windows to it. So you get a little jewel box of something that's been sitting there for 25 years, very underutilized. The Hale building's about two blocks away, and it's you'd have to look at it. It's like a castle, so we're... We're putting the castle back together and making it useful for new co-working spaces. So those are those are unique projects that the you know the quality of what you're doing is important. Everybody is just kind of amazed that when they look at the end product. From a customer standpoint, one of the more interesting jobs we're doing right now is Cristo Ray High School. Mm-hmm. Cristo Ray is a private high school on North Broad Street right now, so they wanted to do a new facility, and they're very adept at fundraising. So what they found was they found a property in the middle of North Philadelphia on Allegheny that's got about five acres of property, which is unique for any one landholder to put that together. So they are able to kind of over the next maybe even 10 years build a campus there where they're going to build a renovating existing building. We're doing an addition to it. We downsize the addition based on the amount of funding they could find. So they're now in the process of raising new money so the more interesting part of it is kind of their mission where their students are interning one day a week sitting in classrooms four days a week so they're kind of going through constant training through high school in the corporate world so could be comcast select greater philadelphia clemens you know any number of companies they have a lot of partner companies that are constantly taking interns and it's teaching everybody kind of a school ethic that gets them all 98 or 100 percent go to college so it's a lot of inner city kids that wouldn't normally uh, hit that track and it's a very good mission from that standpoint talk with us a little bit about uh, job training Um, you know you mentioned you have about 50 employees today at clemens but you use a lot of subcontractors and a lot of partners um, what do you tell a young person today who's thinking about getting into the trades or a similar kind of vocational training or even an engineer who is looking to forge a path in a specific direction? Is it something that worries you? Is it something you think is a really bright future for folks um, when it comes to our workforce? Right now, we just hired a couple new Drexel interns. So we kind of have a pipeline of people coming into Clemens and and everyone gets to work their way up. We've got enough larger projects where we've got multiple layers of people on the same project. So somebody might be doing meeting minutes, shop drawings, and schedules, and now we're going to work their way up, and that's how kind of how I got started. You started in, in the project engineer world and work your way up, and you're assistant project manager, and then you're ultimately a project manager and senior project manager. So there's there's an evolution of everybody's career in construction, and, you know, we, we've been expanding. We've been... Uh, hiring over the last two or three years. So we, we broaden our team. And it's a very young team from that standpoint. So we need to keep off, offering opportunity, offering a, you know, a great place for people to work. 
And to hear the entire interview with Paul, as well as all the interviews we play here on Growing Greater Philadelphia, they're available online at 1210WPHT.com slash select. And coming up next, Dan, Philadelphia makes history again with an offbeat marketing tourism campaign. With a workforce of just over 3 million people, Greater Philadelphia is the sixth largest region in the country for employment. Learn more about what's driving growth at companies large and small in the Greater Philadelphia region at selectgreaterphl.com. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by Drexel University. Drexel University is one of the 15 largest private universities in the United States with over 24,000 enrolled students. Learn more about Drexel University at drexel.edu or call 215-895-2000. Stradley Ronin's more than 200 attorneys represent private and public companies in everything from sophisticated corporate transactions to complex litigation. Learn more about Stradley Ronin at stradley.com. Or call 215-564-8000. NBC10 and Select Greater Philadelphia are proud to partner on the growing Greater Philadelphia television program. Watch stories of economic development and business success from across the 11 counties of northern Delaware, southern New Jersey, and southeastern Pennsylvania at NBCPhiladelphia.com slash news slash growing Greater Philadelphia. The business attraction organization whose mission is to grow the economic vibrancy of our collective community by attracting new businesses and new jobs to our region. Learn more at selectgreaterphl.com. Matt, do you remember a few years ago when Philadelphia had the marketing campaign that included Betsy Ross sewing the rainbow flag? I, I do remember that campaign, Dan. It was great, and it was really memorable. And, you know, Philadelphia's neighborhood has had a really significant impact on the economic vibrancy of our community. And sometimes one marketing campaign can define an entire career, which might be the case with David Jeffries. I think the opportunities that have come my way have been... Um, Magical. My dearest beloved, how I long to be with you again, to see your radiant smile. Philadelphia and its countryside have a long history of making everyone feel welcome and free. Come to Philadelphia. Get your history straight and your nightlife gay. So you may remember characters dressed in colonial garb promoting Philadelphia to the gay community. And Philadelphia is known as the city of brotherly love, and the community prides itself on being one of the most welcoming and inclusive places in the world to visit and to live and work for all people. So it's no surprise that one of the region's marketing campaigns was intended to promote Philadelphia to the LGBT community. And that initiative became something of a phenomenon, and the Altus Agency was the creative force behind it all. Here again, David Jeffries explaining how his passion for the city began. Well, let me start by saying I love Philadelphia. I've never had a regret. Um, I moved in from Villanova where I went to college. I bought the house that I live in uh, in Fairmount, and I've lived there for the 32 years that I've run the business. So uh, the neighborhood's constantly improved. I am an unofficial tour guide of the city of Philadelphia and big fan for marketing the city as I have had the opportunity uh, we've used the expression, it's the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection in all of the campaigns that we worked with, um, Visit Philadelphia, 
of course, because I've been so involved in the tourism side and I've had a lot of hoteliers here. So I've been involved in the hospitality segment. I understand the hard work that's gone in to really turn the tourism part of Philadelphia around and make the city the attractive jewel that it really needs and deserves to be. Everything did really start here. And when we launched the campaign, we actually said freedom started here is going to be the headline. It ended up being get your history straight and your nightlife gay. But I really did believe that when we put that creative together and we used Betsy Ross sewing a gay flag and we used George Washington crossing the Delaware with a gay flag and we used Ben Franklin flying a gay kite. You know, those, to us, it really was a blend. And it was entirely up to me to come up with the concept of the campaign. It was taking the historical assets that the city had, and it was contemporizing them. And it was it was also working um, to create the positive image that had drifted away for a brief period of time in the city's history. I felt very strongly that that was the most important thing. And I know when I first came, if there was anything that I was combating, it was the city's own self-image of not being a great place to live. And I just never understood that from the very beginning. I thought, there's so much here that everybody should be proud of. Of course, it's all now changed, you know, now that we're the world champions of football. And uh, that's all icing on the cake, you know. I mean, I, I get the opportunity to drive past the museum every morning, and there's always a bus of Rocky fans. And I get that we're not just about Rocky and the museum, and we're not just about the Liberty Bell, and that we're really a, a city that's advancing in technology and it's advancing in its intellectual values and that we're, you know, we're yet to have a Michelin star, uh, which I think is really unfair considering there are 23 restaurants just opened last month and I can't get to all of them soon enough. But it's been a wonderful experience to be here. How did you get to get your history straight and your nightlife gay? Did it, did it hit you? Like in a moment, you know, of that's it? Or did you spend uh, hours whiteboarding and, you know, had six different options? You had mentioned one before that really wasn't referencing any unique um, audience, um, but was pretty straightforward campaign. And the fact that it's the third most recognized yes. uh, campaign in the country. Most award-winning. Yeah, yep, exactly. It's, you know, significant and monumental. Yep. Um, but I'd love to hear how you got there. So um, all campaigns begin with a brainstorming activity. And we filled our conference room and we overflowed it. And we had a, a lot of folks that uh, were part of the Philadelphia Gay Travel Tourism Caucus uh, that had been involved in this kind of grassroots movement uh, for the hospitality industry to try to drive more hotel business and try to drive uh, an LGBT friendly welcome for that business. Uh, And then we also had a number of other stakeholders from the agency that were involved in all of that. Uh, We downloaded some research that had been done on Philadelphia. We knew that the major assets were all historical assets. I also had had uh, at least 15 years, I guess, because it's 15 years back, so 32, 18, 17 years of being in the city, and I had been to every single 
historical asset that the city had at least several times when my family came to visit anybody came to visit me in philadelphia i was always so excited the fact that the liberty bell was used to be and was at that time actually in independence hall before they moved it it was under the stairwell you could just actually reach out and touch it you know so um those things were a great thrill to me so we knew that the campaign had to be based on the historical assets We also knew that it had worn off its LGBT welcome. It had been roughed up, that there was uh, some concern about safety. And safety is one of the number one issues, especially for the lesbian part of the LGBT community. And so we knew we had to address that. The last part of it was um, we knew that almost everybody that came to visit Philadelphia that stayed overnight was looking for a nightlife experience. They wanted to go out. They wanted to connect. They wanted to meet others. you know. And we had uh, seven or eight significant uh, clubs or bars. Uh, we had a couple of uh, lesbian bars and we had a bunch of gay bars. I'd met my partner that I started the business with at a, a bar called Steps that um, used to exist up there around the merry-go-round. So when we put all those things together, and we did a little whiteboarding on that, um, we realized that whatever it was that we said, it had to have history in it, and it had to have nightlife in it. And bingo, it just came out. Mm -hmm. Why don't we just get our history straight? Because that was a play on words, because we were doing a gay campaign, and we'll get our nightlife gay. And that was it. We put that aside, though, and we said freedom started here because we felt that that was stronger. And it was about being free, and it was about being out. And we thought that that was a major part of what Philadelphia wanted to communicate, an out initiative. When we put that actually to the folks at GPTMC, they said, we love the campaign. You just have to change the headline from freedom started here to get your history straight and I'd love gay. And that was it. Yeah. And they were the client. And so we made the adjustment and the campaign rolled out. The client's always right. And in this case, they <laughs> really were. <laughs> they really were. They really were, yes. So we like to think that, and we know for a fact, that Philadelphia and the region is really a city and region of firsts. First hospital, first school of pharmacy, first university. Is the Get Your Nightlife Gay campaign a first? Was it the first campaign in the country dedicated it to LGBT? Uh, the city stepped up and, and actually put a million dollars on the table, uh, which is a significant commitment to that type of advertising campaign. Uh, and this was the very first print campaign of its size to market directly to the LGBT community and to market the assets of Philadelphia, which was, as the campaign unfolded, come and see our historical assets are our firsts as you're saying um that we have here and that have been here all along and then while you're having that experience go out and have a really great time because we really do have a community of lgbts that support your visiting and are worth you know connecting with on a nightlife type basis you know just making a comment on the firsts um everything did really start here so that's what drove the George Washington, the Betsy Ross, and the Ben Franklin, because they're really all founding components of the people that drove the beginning of our country, which started here. And all of the interviews on today's theme of impact are available online at 1210wphd.com select. 
Growing Greater Philadelphia is presented by Select Greater Philadelphia. We're a council of the Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia. And we're the business attraction organization for Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. We work to grow the economic vibrancy of our collective community by attracting new businesses and new jobs to our neighborhood. Thanks to our investors and partners who believe in our efforts. Special thanks to program producers Elena Carmazan and Maricela Juarez and writer Samara Grizel and our researcher Steve Boucher. Learn more at selectgreaterphl.com and tune into our podcast at 1210wpht.com slash select.